coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Everyone is here! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you on this Tuesday? We're recording on a Tuesday? My week is all thrown off. Mine as well. Last night, when you didn't come over, I was like, what is time? <laughs> I didn't know what was like, happening. Just like, something's missing. Yes. Something I can't put my finger on. And I looked and I saw that the moon was still in the sky. And that water still made me less thirsty. And I thought, that's not it. It's got to be something else. But there's a reason we're recording on Tuesday. Lay it on me. It's because today was Nintendo's E3 presentation. The Did they call it a Direct? They did. They did call it a Nintendo Direct. We are going to break it down and talk about every piece of all of it. But before we get into that, a uh, couple things. Mark, we love reviews on Apple Podcasts. Oh, do we? We love getting them. We tolerate writing them. Uh, I do regularly write podcast reviews. You know, since I've started doing a podcast, yeah, I do write podcast reviews. What a nice courtesy of you, Mark. Everyone should be as courteous as Mark. Because I know how much I mm -hmm. appreciate when people write them for us. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I will, to I will totally do it for the podcast that I enjoy. It's it costs you nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes you feel good to say good things about a thing you like. So uh, we would appreciate that. We did reach our 50th review. It's an E3 miracle. It's an E3 miracle. I hated that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like we have to make that a thing, like every E3. That we'll just try to get e 3 miracles. Uh-huh. Okay, great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, unfortunately, there's no text on this. Yeah, so it's an anonymous review. Mm, anonymous. But... Thank you for leaving it. Thank you for leaving that review. We much appreciate it. If you would please review us and haven't, if you haven't done it yet, please do it. We love it. We love you. If you want to follow us uh, on social media, on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. And we are on Facebook. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. I am at E3 this week. Um, actually out there on the show floor. So if you want to see you know, me tweeting dumb pictures of me with Ratchet, of Ratchet and Clank. Don't know why Clank wasn't there, but I got my picture taken with Ratchet. Uh, you can find that sort of stuff on, on my Twitter feed right now. And for the rest of the week, here's one more thing. If you are in the Los Angeles area and don't want to appear on an episode of Wheel of Fortune, but do want to see a live recording of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we are doing that tomorrow. That's right. On or today, today when you're it. listening to That's it. Right. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> and Wednesday only. Wednesday only, 8.30 at the Impro in Los Angeles. Um, that is on Vermont and north of Hollywood. Yeah. Google it. It's why Google exists. That's why Google exists. Or you exists. can go to our Facebook page, I assume. Yeah, and you can the find the event is listed you there. You can find the event there and um now that I'm saying it, I'm going to put it also in our uh it'll be on on Twitter as well. So it's 8:30 mm -hmm. at the Impro tonight, Wednesday, mm -hmm. $5 at the door. That's right. And uh we are going to be there with the Unranked podcast. Uh it's going to be a fun show. Um there will be much silliness, I can uh, practically guarantee that. Mark, are you ready to get into the matter at hand and discuss Nintendo's E3 presentation? Let's do it. Broad strokes first. Super excited about this? A little less excited? How, do we, how, how are we feeling going into it? How do we feel like immediately after? I had successfully hyped myself up for this E3. Yes. Um, as I feel like we do every we year. We do every E3. And for every presentation uh -huh. and for every hint of a presentation, <laughs> we hype ourselves up. Um, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I left a little bit, or not left, but like um, 
you were left a little disappointed. Yeah, not even like disappointed. More just like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Cause like I felt like it was a solid showing and it was a reasonable showing. Um, I just felt a little like perplexed. I guess like a little bit like, oh, that's it for this year. Right. I mean, it. I think what this thing was was a smash a super smash brothers ultimate direct clearly because it was that, like 20 minutes right it was like half of the presentation was the new smash brothers game and then the rest was sort of just like on there because they were like well we can't just do smash it has to be like the whole slate for the year and you know we got some announcements of new stuff we you know got confirmation of a fire emblem game which was also not coming out this year um and you know a bunch of other stuff like that but i like this thing was primarily a vehicle for information on smash brothers it just felt like or it feels like looking at the rest of nintendo's 2018 as we know it Mm -hmm. that it's missing like one more not even like triple a like big release but one more like solid meaty like um like even that rumored new super mario brothers uh collection or you or whatever just like one more something like that right or you know like that star fox grand prix or i mean the the yoshi which was evidently pushed back to 2019 um yeah they're just like all these like little half steps that i feel like could complete it all the way and then we would know everything that we know and we'd be like yes that is a year that can follow up Nintendo's 2018. I mean, I'm not sure that we're there right now. Right. And it's weird to say that with a new Pokemon game. Right. Or like 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Super Smash Brothers coming at the end of the year. So they obviously have heavy hitters before the holidays. I don't know. It just feels like the at this point, the months between now and November are just like fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, not not to harp on it too much, but we've got the uh, we've got the Octo um, expansion coming. We've got Octopath Traveler. We've got Mario Tennis Aces. Like, there's stuff in there and stuff that I'm like excited to to play. Yeah, and there's stuff that uh, we I forgot was coming. Like, the world ends with you. Yeah, and so that shows up for a little bit in the direct, and you're like, oh right, that's coming. And that's I'm looking forward to playing that on Switch. But it's also a game that is available on lots of platforms at yeah, the moment. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So it's not that there aren't games to play on Switch and that there won't be a lot of games coming. Um, it's, I don't know, it, 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 it wasn't bad. I wasn't, like, disappointed. It just felt like one piece was missing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And there, there's, like, a little bit of that, like, um, excitement of newness that's missing, too, as, like, for a couple of ways, right? Like, there's the one where, um, you know, okay, like, here's a new Mario Party game, but it's like, okay, that's just, like, another Mario Party game. Or, like, here's Fortnite. Okay, I can play Fortnite anywhere. Um, and then even with Smash, even with, like, the centerpiece, it's like, it's a new Smash, but it's kind of like an update of all the games smashed together, a Super Smash Smash. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it seems like that, that spark of newness isn't quite there uh, in this presentation. So all that said, yes, I think loved it. (laughs) Yeah, well, two two things to keep in mind before we like go through um, punch by punch the direct. The first thing is that you know uh, historically, including last year, Nintendo has a direct in September, Mm -hmm. and that's when we first learned. Like the September direct last year is when we first learned about Doom, Wolfenstein, La Noire, Sky. Well, I guess Skyrim we already knew about, but like those like third party games that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like we learned about those in September. So while at this point I'm not banking on it, the closer we get to September and like rumors of a director, whatever, I know my hype levels will go up, mm-hmm. but there is still possibility of, you know, uh, another game that we don't know about coming, being revealed before the end of the year. And two, I think this is just like a good example of, like the dangers of announcing games too early is really like once a game has been announced before it's even released, we're collectively, we're all just kind of like over it. So when they talk about that game again, you're just like, what? We already know about this. Like why we want new stuff. We constantly want new stuff and like 
to be announced and new information. Neophilia, the love of the new. Yeah, th- we all like suffer from it. And um, so there's a little bit of that here where it's like, oh, Smash got blown out, but we already knew Smash was coming. The world ends with you, like, they announced the n- world ends with you in like January, and I was super excited for it, and then I totally forgot about right. it. Right. Nothing changed in your experience with that yeah. game except that you already knew it was coming. And like, it's, it's all just. Uh, I mean, we're we're way off the reservation at this point, but like, so much of this stuff was, uh, you know, leaked. You know, we had that um, that slide of like all these um, games that were coming to Switch, like Overcooked Two and like Fortnite. Great point. That all came true, and so like when we saw those slides, there's that little bit of like, oh, that's exciting, but also like this is icky, and I'm taking it with like a grain of salt. And then when it's actually delivered upon, you're like, okay, I felt icky about it before, and now I'm not surprised. Like, it's just. It, it it's this whole like tornado of like here is something I should be excited about that I am now bored by. Right. If you knew like exactly it, like if we knew nothing about Fortnite and then the first we ever uh coming to Switch and then the first we ever heard of that was during the direct and they were like and it's out tonight. Yeah. That's way more We'd exciting. Be so excited. Than if like they accidentally pushed the update to the eShop and somebody yes. like yes. you know was able to see the metadata. And so we knew when it was coming out. We like, knew hey, the description. We knew everything like yeah. beforehand. And so again, just like this, uh, like desire for newness. As soon as we heard about it, it was it was like it was had already been released, and we were past it, even though it hadn't happened yet. Right. I will say in this uh, conference's defense, I watched all of the conferences this year, um, and th- let me tell you. The rest of the conferences have turned into nightmare violent slogs of like gunfire and like needless bloodshed. And like, you know, I've, I've got sort of a soft stomach for uh, guns and video games as it is. But like, I had a really hard time getting through the Bethesda conference, getting through the Microsoft conference, because it was like, oh, when Rage is on the screen, Rage 2, I mean, it's like, this is just all uh, shooting people and like laughing about it. And I'm like, I, I can't with this. And then Nintendo's like, uh, you know, here, you play Mario Party with your friends. And I'm like, there we go. Yeah, no. That's my speed. It's so true. Um, so I bought Doom and enjoyed Doom on Switch. I don't know that I can do Wolfenstein though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seems like it just seems like a different sort of beast. To your point about it, you know, um, that sort of violence. Yeah. I mean, like I can deal with violence when I I feel as though the game or the creators have something to say about that violence, or the people enacting that violence, or the society that allows that violence. Which is why I do think The Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima look interesting because they seem like they are, you know, worlds that are torn apart by their violence and not, like, relishing it. Um, but, yeah, like, no way in the world am I going to play Rage 2. It just it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Or Gears or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are way off the reservation at this point, but one thing that I want to just get off my chest... Yeah, um, get it out there. ...before we move on is... Death Stranding? So stupid. <laughs> That game, everything about that game, so stupid. It just gets stupider and stupider, I think. (laughs) Remember last time we were talking about how stupid it is and we were like, baby giving a thumbs up? Stupid. Now, it starts with a baby's butt and then the baby rolls over and gives you a thumbs up. Oh, just, oh my gosh, just, uh, I I can't get over how dumb that game is. You can't, can't with it. All right. Should we get into... Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> okay, let's get into N- Nintendo's conference, uh, their Nintendo Direct. Uh, we start with uh, Cold Open, a trailer that is uh, for a giant robot m- mech combat Yeah, it's like a, it's a mech, yeah. Um, and it looks like it's called Demon uh, Ex Machina, um, although we are guessing on the pronunciation of all of those words. But it makes sense, though, that it would be like a play on... On Deus Ex Machina. Yes. Um, but the X is just the letter X and not EX, which is what it would be in Deus Ex, Ma- Deus Ex Machina. Um, it is coming to us from Marvelous, and it's coming out in 2019. Interesting game to s- kick the presentation off with. Yeah, I mean, it is obviously a high-energy, like action-packed game, but it is a you know an IP that I don't know anything about. If there, if it, yeah, is I'm an assuming. Property, I think uh, I'm. An, I, I think I'm. I'm assuming that it is a. that it's a new property Mm -hmm. um one thing i like about this even though it's not really a genre that like 
that interests me is that one of the nice things about the PS4 or other successful platforms is that they have all types of games for all types of people in all types of genres. A game for all seasons. Exactly. And uh, I think it's great to see this sort of st- stuff coming to Switch. Exclusively, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I think the style of the game is uh, interesting and unique and like bold as well. Um, it's got uh, a little bit of like a cell shaded sort of look to it. Maybe even looks sort of anime esque. Um, and the soundtrack is uh, like Japanese heavy metal, which you know is a speci- that's a choice. Um, and I, I can't say that I love it, but it is uh, you know cool and compelling in its own way. Um, probably not a game that we're going to be diving into any deeper when it does come out. Uh, speaking of a game that we are probably not going to be diving any deeper. Oh, sorry. Into. Just oh, yes. the last thing yes. I want to say about um, Demon X Machina is better is be th- worth blowing that transition, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> it was a great transition. <laughs> is that uh, you know before the presentation, they Nintendo was like it's just going to be Switch games coming in 2018, and then the first thing they show comes out in 2019. 2019. And it's on your Game Boy instead of the Switch. <laughs> That's not true. It's out on Switch. Speaking of games that we are probably not going to actually dive into, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 gets a... What are we calling this? It seems like an expansion. Is? Torna the Golden Country, out in September of this year. Um, yeah, it seems like it's an expansion or DLC or like a new edition of the game. It's not a standalone thing, right? I don't... Yeah, no one knows. I don't think we have any information about what this actually is. Um, I picked up Xenoblade Chronicles 2 when it uh, first came out, uh, sort of just on curiosity, played it for about two or three hours. I was like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be, and I do not like it. Um, and I can't say that this necessarily, that the fact that there is more content in a you know 200-hour RPG doesn't necessarily make me want to go back and uh, look into it. Uh, do you have any kind of reaction to this thing, or uh, just that it makes me feel like for Nintendo developed titles, the rest of the year is looking fairly thin because mm. this appears to be their big September release, and yeah, they, that's that is strange. Uh, next, they moved on to Pokemon Let's Go, which we already know uh, a, a fair amount about. Um, I, I guess we learned <clears throat> that the. Uh, well, what what's the 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 Pokeball controller uh, called? I can't Pokemon, what it's called uh, Pokeball Plus or something like that. Um, that it comes with Mew. Um, and did they say that that's the only way to get that Pokemon? Or that, that's what it sounded like to me. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. Uh, so that's you get a free Pokemon by uh <laughs> by get well I guess you got to pay for the for the controller. And the whole game can be played with with that controller, which we already knew from the uh, Pokemon event a couple weeks ago. Then we move into a, 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 a genuine surprise, Super Mario Party. Uh, Mario Party is back. Is the Super the new part of that? The normally is called Mario Party? Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think about Super Mario Party? So I think that it looks like a return to form potentially. Yeah. I would say that it almost looks like uh, Mario Party meets WarioWare. Um, because some of those mini games that they were showing off were weird and like not the same sort of weird that I expect from Mario Party. There's one where they're it, it they're all like uh frying like a, a square of tofu in a pan, um, and you know, like just like flipping it around with motion controls, and that feels like a very WarioWare sort of mini game to me. Um, it looks like the characters are moving around uh, game board separately. They're not all in one big dumb car like they were in the Wii U version. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think they, they showed off a lot of cool stuff in this trailer. Yeah, I mean, I guess it feels like it has been 10 years, maybe more than that, that there was a Mario Party that people were happy with generally. Like, I think yeah, it's, it's they sell bit, yeah. decently. Um, and I'm trying to even think like, if the one on uh Wii, if that was the first one, if that was when people started to complain about the series, I think uh, it's been a while. I yeah, I, th- I think for sure. I, like I don't. Is there one on GameCube that people like Harold is? I don't know if like Harold, but I think like uh was acceptable. Oh, tolerated. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but so to me, this kind of looks like 
um, it has more thought put into it than yeah. some of the more recent Mario Party releases. Um, it also just, I mean, and it may just be the way that Nintendo's, uh, you know, advertising it or whatever, but it looks like there are team that you can like play on teams in this. Um, and that some of the mini games seem like maybe a little bit involved and, you know, are you like playing baseball in it sort of, or can you actually develop like a strategy for you and your teammate to like take down the other team? Um, it seems pretty cool and pretty flexible too. We saw, um, one of the mini games where it looked like a, an overhead sort of view of a like tank battle. Um, and with being done with two switch consoles laying down on the table and depending on where they like lined them up, um, like that affected what like the actual layout of the map they were playing on was, which, uh, speaks to that, um, that patent that we saw pop up um, filed uh, a couple weeks ago uh, about two Nintendo Switch consoles. Do you remember this thing? Um, where like the two screens, two screens on two separate devices are connected as like one con- consistent screen. Um, and I think that's super cool. I also think it feels, this title potentially fills a void in the Switch's lineup right now, which is sort of that like mini game party game type thing that Absolutely. one two switch isn't really yeah and also like kind of fills the the role of like the the thing that i have in my head for a split second of fantasy of what um like monopoly on switch could be where it's like i'm just gonna put this out and we're just gonna play it and it'll be like a game night kind of thing i do feel like mario party can act as a game night sort of thing which like as adults that's like the only way to get people to, like come over and like just hang out if you're not going to go to a movie or a bar or like celebrate someone's birthday or something like people aren't just coming over unless you're playing a game um and i think that i think that'll be a good one for that so this comes out in october mm-hmm. and i guess has the potential to be big but um uh, Mario Party has never been a huge part of my life, and so I don't see it as like a like tentpole title. Yeah, and I, I think it would be a mistake to to consider it uh, as as a tentpole title. But I mean, we we are starting to get those like uh, titles and particularly like Mario games that are sort of like coming out and filling out the library. You know, in ten years, no one's going to be like, you know, what was a great tennis game was Mario Tennis Aces, but we're all going to have fun with it. So. Uh, and I think the same is true of Mario Party. You know, like, no one, I don't think anyway, is like, you know what's a great game is Mario Party. But, like, you know, you'll have fun with it and you'll have fun with your friends. Uh, then we uh, break our rules again and see a new 2019 game. Um, one that we sort of knew about already, but not specifically. We knew a Fire Emblem game was coming. This is right. We didn't realize that the that Fire Emblem was breaking our 2018 rule because... When it was originally announced with just a, just a logo of Fire Emblem. Right, right. Just a non-game specific logo. Uh, back in 2017, it was promised for 2018 and we haven't heard anything since. And so it's a little bit of surprise that this is going to be coming out in spring 2019. Uh, and the name of the game is Three Houses. Um, it seems like it's got a focus. Uh, well, first of all. Um, it, gone is a lot of the sprite work of of previous um, Fire Emblem games. All of the characters in every mode are uh, 3D models. Um, so even on you know when, when you used to play on um, 3DS or DS or any any other system, um, when you see the world map, it's little sprites on a map. Now everything is 3D models. Um, and it seems like the game has a focus on. Uh, or the the main character in the trailer keeps referring to like a teacher character that I I assume that you are that you play as the teacher, um and you know you see uh during like various little cutscenes in this game that the character is like coming to you and being like am I going to work on my axe skills or my sword skills right now so um I, I will be interested to like find out more about this game it still seems kind of mysterious to me um at the moment what do you think of this thing Mark. I thought it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, tactical RPGs or really tactical games of any kind are tough for me. I'm just not very good at them. Um, and so, honestly... You, yeah, you did mention to me, because uh, what, what the trailer was playing when you came over, you said, uh, this trailer makes me wish I was better at Fire Emblem. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, if it has like a casual mode, I think I would be, I'll be more interested in it. Yeah. But as it stands, you're like, it's a Fire Emblem game. I know it's not going to be for me. Pretty much. Um, it is weird that uh, t- in 2017, we got both Fire Emblem Heroes and um, uh, Echoes, Shadows of Valentia, um, and got the announcement of Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, and, and then it's like, okay, now we have to be quiet for a little bit so we can get the new one in 2019. Is this the first time in like the switch's life so far that nintendo has delayed a first party title uh well has yoshi been officially delayed as well yes but i feel like that happened in tandem with this where it was like (laughs) quietly delayed to 2019 uh yeah i let's let's count them as as co-delayed um both fire emblem and yoshi they will share the title um but yeah that it was uh, strange and exciting and kind of surprising that Nintendo wasn't delaying any of these Yeah, games. that they got everything out last year. Thought for sure that Xenoblade was not going to be out in 2018, and yet, there it was. Uh, after that, we move on to Fortnite, and again, as discussed, would have been a huge surprise, would have been like a shouting in the room uh, moment if we didn't already know about it, but we knew about it from so many different sources. Yeah, for like weeks, yeah. if not months. You know, we pretty much knew this game was coming. Mark, talk to me about Battle Royale games and your relationship with them. Uh, I've never played one. So I'm going to check out Fortnite. Hey! Yeah. Um, I played the very first Battle Royale game I've ever played today at E3, uh, an indie game called Fractured Lands, um, which is like a uh, Mad Max-style um game where everyone starts with a vehicle and that's like the vehicle is supposed to be like you know your baby and you can like put spikes on it and shields and stuff um it it was fine (laughs) but it was the first time i'd ever played a battle royale game and made me a little bit interested um in fortnite and this trailer kind of showed off some of the maybe the sillier um aspects of fortnite um which i appreciate because like whenever i see footage of PUBG, this is back to my guns thing um, where it's just like, this is too crazy and too violent, uh, and like I don't know that it looks like fun to me. But Fortnite is colorful and uh, silly in still a violent, over-the-top kind of way. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, we moved on to Overcooked 2. Mark, I am very happy about this. Yeah, the first Overcooked on the US eShop has been like one of the top-selling titles since it was released last year. Yep. Um, and, you know, they're saying uh, more recipes, more playable characters, online co-op. Yeah, super excited about that. Um, which is, that is exciting. The, I, I think if you're not in the room to yell at someone and tell them that you hate them and that they're stupid for dropping the buns, with, the game will lose some of its, Absolutely. Some of its juice. I think if uh, the Switch had a better like voice chat solution. It doesn't and it never will. <laughs> that would lubricate that a little bit. But yeah, no, I totally agree. It, it, uh, any game like this, like it'd be playing, it'd be like playing snipper clips online, like doable and probably fun, but not as fun as when you can like stand up from the couch, and, like go over the TV and point and be like, that, you that right there, <laughs> dummy. It's a burger, obviously. Look, look at the shape, you <laughs> dummy. Super excited about the new chefs. Yep, so, yep. Like that octopus-looking one. There is definitely an octopus Cthulhu-looking guy. Uh, uh, very there, lo- yes. There's the pl- a, and the robot is returning, so I, I've got no complaints about this one. Yeah, it comes out super soon as well, August 7th. Uh, then next we move on to another multiplayer experience that we talked about uh, last week, Killer Queen Black. Um, so Killer Queen, as we discussed uh, in a previous episode, is a five versus five um, arcade cabinet uh, thing um, that has become like a competitive phenomenon, um, usually just in arcades and bars and stuff. Um, and it's this, like an indie arcade game, which is so which rare. is so crazy. And the, I mean, there there are only like you know fifty of them in the world or something. Um, and this is the first time the game, in some form, is coming to consoles. Uh, so they, uh, Reggie said that it is designed from the ground up for a, a console experience coming first to switch is what we know. Um, it is not five on five. It is four on four. Um, but a lot of the same objectives, um, remain in place. Uh, we don't necessarily know, uh, do we like how the multiplayer of it is going to work? Like, I don't think so. It, is it all, um, 
do they have to be on the same network? Is it online play? How, you know, can you play with your is if you just get four people together in one room, can they play against four people? You know, on the other side of the country or what? Um, but it still looks like a super fun, cool game. And if like it means that we can actually play it in a city that doesn't have, because there is no Killer Queen game in Los Angeles. There is, there is no arcade cabinet in this city. So if we wanted to play, we'd have to go up to San Francisco or maybe down to San Diego. I'm not sure. I didn't do all the research on this, Mark. Um, but, you know, uh, at some point in 2018, we'll be able to just play it on our Switches. This is another one that if it had come out of the blue, it would have been so, like, weird and interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but instead, we, like, knew about it for a couple of weeks. So I feel like it's still sort of weird and interesting. It is, but it's but less it's like not, a lightning it's, bolt. Right. It's still, we still a little bit of that ick. Um, then next they moved on to Hollow Knight, which is Hollow Knight. It's got all of the previous DLC and upgrades and whatever. Um, and available now. That was one trend like throughout E3 that I yeah. thought was really fun is just at pretty much every conference, there were one or two games. Yeah. They I, were I like, why don't you just play it now? Yeah. It's like, it's out. And, uh, I, I like that. Uh, was that... It was the Fallout Shelter thing, did that also happen this week? Yeah, that happened at the Bethesda conference, and it was out, like, that night. Right. So that's a, a, a we may have it up in a, a, a list of the um, other games that, that are, are coming out. Um, but Fallout Shelter, now available on your Switch. And just like it is on all other platforms, it's free. With, you know, lots of microtransactions, too. Although my understanding, I've only played, I downloaded it for Switch when it was announced. Um, and I have been playing it a little bit. It's not the sort of game where, like, you're going to play it for hours at a time. You'll, like, play it, you set it down, then you can come back and, like, check on it. Uh, from what I've read online from people who have, like, played through to the end game, it's fairly generous in that you don't, ne you don't need to, like, spend a bunch of money on microtransactions. And they're definitely not, like, front and center in the game. Yeah, sure. Well, great. Um... So would you recommend you you said you played it a little bit when you uh Yeah, I, I think I've put maybe like two hours into it total. Um yeah, it's super fun. Like and it's free, so there's no Yeah. Uh um, Look, there's no risk here. Yeah, there's no risk. And if you like the world of Fallout, it's just kind of like a fun, silly version of that. Right. And I think one of the things that's really cool about it is that it the whole thing is in that sort of like fallout propaganda art style. Uh-huh. Um and you know, one of the, it's you miss like the dissonance of like that and like the actual real world horror of a fallout game. Um but then, you know, it just means you get to be charming the whole time and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh then we moved on to Octopath Traveler, which as we all know is coming out on July 13th. Um, I don't think we got any new information about the game, right? No, not itself. Only not the game itself. Only that a brand new demo is coming on June fourteenth, and your progress from the demo save will like carry over into the main game, which oh. I don't think was true of the initial demo. I think that's definitely got to not be true of the original demo, just because it, like, I I would not be surprised if uh the events that take place in those demos don't actually happen in this game. I it, it they feel like very isolated and like uh singular experiences for for sure. Um Octopath Traveler mm -hmm. temperature on it. Oh, hi. I I'm I'm very excited to play this game. I it, it looks, you know, it looks like Final Fantasy 3 again, which I'm I'm there. I'm I'm on board for it. Are you also Yeah, I I I'm, I'm uh, excited to try it out. Uh I guess the one thing I'm hoping and I don't think it's going to be a thing is that it's a little more less saturated than the mm. uh demo was yeah the demo was very monochromatic in that way it was brown and then less brown like th that's the color palette uh then we move on to a sizzle rule sizzle reel of a whole bunch of stuff uh mark do you want to maybe like just take us through these or sure so the first one was starlink um battle for something i think is atlas, the maybe? atlas is the subtitle maybe we need to throw the brakes on this one for a little bit too because uh uh, this was shown off at the Ubisoft, Ubisoft conference um, and was revealed to have a tie-in with Star Fox. So the Fox that's exclusive to the Switch version. That's right. Um, so that means that uh, Star Fox is, is in this game. And um, uh, so Starlink is a Toys to Life experience, right? I don't think so. Or it just has toys? I think it just has toys. And like question and, mark question mark yeah. question mark. 
I don't know that there's more to it than that. This is such a weird game to me. I, I, I don't really know what to think of it. I'm not even really sure what it is. Is it an arcade-style space shooter? No, it seems more like a No Man's Sky type thing. Look, we don't have enough information about this. Because <laughs> Mark and I just pitched two like opposite games. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I can say that my interest in Starlink was at a zero. And now that it's got Star Fox in it, I would say it's at like a 70 out of 100. That's a pretty big jump. That's pretty. It's an enormous jump. It's like a ten thousand percent jump. Uh, next, Plus they showed 70. off a little bit of uh, Arena of Valor coming this fall. That's a MOBA. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that apparently is huge, like in China or something. It's just huge outside of this room. Yeah, <laughs> it's published by Tencent. There you um, go. Minecraft comes out on June twenty first. What does that mean? So I think this is the like is this better, the better together, together version. Uh-huh. And it'll be released physically finally. Ah. So you can buy it in stores and stuff. Uh they poor Sushi Striker. They like threw it out there. Um it's out now. Nobody no. cares. Mark is of the opinion that Sushi Striker is bombing horrendously and no one cares about it at all. It's nowhere on the Switch eShops, like and even in the expanded like 30 game list. Uh yeah, I I don't know. I mean, neither of us are super interested in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Adventure. Also something that we saw at the Ubisoft conference. June 26th. A game called PixArk, I think. It looks like Minecraft, but, but like crummier. It, so it looks like Minecraft, but has the the logo is very similar to the logo for Ark. So I feel like there is some synergy there that I don't understand. We'll never know. <laughs> Uh, that comes out this fall. Just Dance 2018, which is not just coming out for the Switch. It's coming no. out for the Wii U and, and the, the Wii. Wii. <laughs> um, October 23rd. You Dra- keep going, Just Dance. <laughs> Dragon keep Ball Fighter. Dragon Ball Fighters mm-hmm. uh, comes out sometimes this year. Sometime this year. Interesting. This didn't get its own announcement or any sort of shout out. It was just like, it's just like here it is. And mm-hmm. it's another one that we saw in um, that, that same slide that had Fortnite and Overcooked 2. Was this officially announced I don't somewhere think so. previously? I, I, I think if, if this is what Nintendo, like if this is how they meant to break that news, it was a really weird. It was really dumb execution, yeah. Uh, Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion, still sometime this summer, mm-hmm. undated. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, July 13th, another game that was announced and, you know, I just totally forgot about. Right. And are now not excited about it. Right. Crash Bandicoot, uh, June 29th. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Ninjala, no clue. Comes out spring 2019. This one is on the show floor at E3. I'm going to try to play it tomorrow. Um, FIFA 18 World Cup. Uh, Which is available now. Uh-huh. And then FIFA 19 comes out September 28th. Ark comes out sometime this fall. Wasteland 2 comes out sometime this fall. Paladins is out now. Uh, that was another one that was like a little bit weird. It's it's a hero shooter. Right? It's a hero shooter, um, similar to Overwatch in like the general uh, generalities of it. Um, right now, Paladins is not free to play, but ah. so you it's like thirty bucks and you get like uh, I can't remember what they call it, but basically you get every character and all that kind of stuff. Um, a free to play version is coming later this summer. I'm interested in this, but I'm going to wait for the free-to-play version. What was the name of the Overwatch-esque game that came out, right? That's Battleborn? Battleborn. Battleborn, that's yeah. right. Uh, I played that at E3, the E3 that was revealed. There we go. Um, Fallout Shelter, out now. Dark Souls Remastered, sometime this summer. SNK Heroines, uh, September 7th. Monster Hunter G- Generation Ultimate, August 28th. Wolfenstein 2, June 29th, World Ends With You, Fall 2018, Mega Man 11, 11, Fall. Mario Tennis Aces. Yes. Yeah. Um, so a lot of games in that sizzle reel, and you and I are over here being like, none of that's super new or surprising. Right. Yeah. And, and we're right. It, it's our problem. That's, that's true. We are paying too much attention, and we are making other people pay as much attention. Mark, where part of the problem <laughs> is what I'm saying. You want to move on to Smash Brothers? Yeah, okay. So the last, like, all of everything we just talked about, they blazed through in, like, 20 minutes. Blazing. Smash Brothers. Non-blazing. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, let's uh, um, bring it down to a lower gear. Just kind of cruise. Right. 
we were we were eating flaming hot Doritos before. Now we're eating Cool Ranch. That's right. Uh, so Super Smash Brothers. It is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. We now know that every character that has ever been in Smash Brothers is now back in Smash Brothers. Uh, yeah. Ultimate is such like a fitting title. Um, when we were kind of doing our predictions of what Smash Brothers for S- Switch might be, we were kind of guessing that it was. Oh, going to be the Wii U and 3DS versions combined. We were not ambitious enough. No, in hindsight, it makes total sense that they would just be like, no, let's just kind of do it all. Right. Um, and, you know, presented in a super exciting way where, um, you know, it's Masahiro Sakurai, the developer, um, you know, sitting in front of a camera and then being like, maybe, maybe this is what you want to see. And we're introduced to the characters uh, one or two at a time. Uh, and they each have like a corresponding number for like when they were introduced to the series. Um, and so it starts with Mario, who is number one, of course. Um, and then on to Samus, who is number four. These numbers seem a little bit arbitrary, but okay. Because <laughs> like, why is she four? They're both in the same first game, right? Um, but it just maybe it w- they're going from like left to right <laughs> on the uh, like character select screen. Yeah, or maybe it's just like alphabetically at that point, or they go by uh, the the year in which their original game was released well, i mean afterwards. the numbers are also arbitrary because they'll go from like one to four to three oh, they to skipped, like 67 yeah, skipped around like yeah. crazy um i i believe the highest number we saw was 64 i on, believe you're right on, on on the inkling um but so it was super cool to see all of these characters and all of these characters back young link um the pokemon trainer snake ice climbers uh who am i missing I mean, it's every every, character. It's it's every character. Ever. Even if they just showed up in one game, that means there's, what, four versions of Link now? I think just the three, right? Link, Toon Link, and Young Link? Uh, Yeah, that might be right. Um, And, uh, you know, we've we've talked about this on our uh, Smash Brothers episodes, but the scene, like, some of the redesigns and, like, some of their choices for the redesigns were really interesting. Link is obviously, like, uh, the kind of vanilla Link is wearing... Um, his Breath of the Wild outfit. Um, Ganon, it looks like um, Ocarina of Time Ganon. And Zelda looks like uh, Link Between Worlds Zelda. Or Twilight Princess. Is it? I thought it was the Link Between Worlds uh, model. You might be right. I think I am. Um, Mario obviously has Cappy now. Uh, and yeah, it's it's cool to see all this stuff getting that sort of update um, like we've been talking about. Yeah, so kind of, it seems like what they did to um, uh, not make development easy, mm-hmm. but to uh, facilitate development in like a reasonable manner so Sakurai doesn't die trying to make Smash Brothers games. He may still. The game's <laughs> it, not out yet. Is that uh, they just took everything mm-hmm. that uh, had previously been in a Smash Brothers game and tweaked it and updated it. Yeah. Uh, and so that way they kind of like cut, th- split the difference yes. between... Um, is it new or is it a port? Yes, it's both. It's both. It's it's both and all of these things. Um, yeah, and I, I like the um distinction that they made in here of um, uh, echo characters, characters that are uh, effectively the same character but with just like slightly different attributes. Um, you know, one of the things that people were like, huh, about on the last version was like pit and dark pit. Is that necessary? Their moves are a little bit different, but mostly they're the same character. Um, the same is true of um, Lucina and Marth, that they are uh, uh, effectively the same character, but, you know, their stats are different or like, you know, she swings the sword a little bit faster or something like that. Um, and that that is just now part of like the, the game's DNA, that there are these echo versions of characters to wit. Daisy is in this game. Right, as an echo version of Princess Peach. Right. So, you know, still, you know, there's always been like sort of an alternate costume version of um, uh, Peach that looks like Daisy, but now like just straight up the character is Daisy has a different uh like you know voice a voice set, um and presumably controls at least a little bit differently. Yeah, um they've also done interesting things. They're not like echoes, but what it's like Marth or Ike or something has two different yeah versions, including like Ike. two different voice mm-hmm. acting. Yeah, and the same is true also of, uh, you know, Cloud has his uh, Final Fantasy VII costume and his Advent Children costume, which he had in um, the Wii U version. Uh, Ditto Bayonetta has her one and two costumes. Uh, And it seems like all of that sort of stuff, uh, you know, they they said about Bayonetta that, like, 
the sound effects for depending on which costume she's wearing are a little bit different. So like the game has bells and whistles. Yeah, the attention to detail that we expect yeah, is there. It's there. Uh, it also seems like they're taking pains to reduce friction in the game. Absolutely. So they talk about uh, potentially starting with the original N64 roster, but that they wanted to, to streamline the process for uh, getting new characters. Yeah. So that way, new uh, new fighters are always being added to your roster. Which um, is always the most exciting thing, right? Yeah. The, the most exciting thing in Smash is when you unlock a new character or, like, you're thrown into that, like, thing where you have to, like, win a fight to get the new character. That's so cool and so much fun. And, like, if they're just going to do that to roll out, like, 70 characters or something, like, I am in. Mark, do you think uh, that there is no standalone Charizard in this game? Uh, if the Pokemon trainer is back? No, I think the standalone Charizard would have to be in it, right? Because it's every character ever. I mean, I guess, or but if he's part of the Pokemon trainer, you which, be, by the way, you can now play as a lady Pokemon trainer. They do that for Pikachu as well. You can be yes. a lady Pikachu. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if you have Charizard in Pokemon trainer and then you also just can play as Have a Charizard. standalone Charizard. Yeah. Why uh, not? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, every, if everyone is here, then yeah, let's, let's, let's bring uh, it up. They also took great pains to bring up that final smashes are more streamlined now across the board. They should be a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. And these are the, the final smashes are the sort of like super moves that, you know, like clear everything out and, uh, you know, are momentary automatic win buttons. Um, and sometimes I guess in the past they've been too, like they take, too, take up too much time or like are too intrusive or something. Uh, and it seems like they, they're like, look, you know what uh, Captain Falcon's final smash looks like. It's just going to happen once and be like, fun and fast and the gameplay won't be interrupted all of which is good um new characters we saw two new characters excluding daisy right inkling mm -hmm. which we knew about because that was from the initial reveal right and ridley they're finally doing yep. it this game is just giving the people what they want i mean to to truly give the people what they want means we got to put a Waluigi in this game. <laughs> and he, he is shown to be merely an assist trophy. Um, so, you know, we're ne we're ne look, we can never be happy, Mark, right? Um, but yeah, Ridley, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. People have been asking for that character forever. And uh, now, now here he is. Not too big anymore. Not too big anymore. Um, ice Climbers are back, of course. Right, Snake. Did we already say? We, we kind of listed some of them. Um, and then just like all of the, you know, old, uh, stages that, you know, Shadow Moses Island from Metal Gear is back, um, and all of this stuff. Mark, how are you feeling about what the new Smash, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, how, how are you, how are you feeling about it right now? I, I feel great. Here's the thing is that I would have bought this game no matter what. Like, I didn't great need point. to know anything about this game and I was going to buy it. And so, much as I enjoy Smash Brothers, 25-ish minutes of detailing the minutia uh, in the changes to Smash Brothers, that it was a lot for me. Like I kind of tuned out after a little bit. Yeah, and you know, had had we gotten this in September as part of our Smash Brothers Direct, fine, right? Like that would have been a thing that uh, you would have sat down quiet and just be like, "This is a direct. I'm watching it. I love it." Um, instead of like, "This is E3. Everything is guns and excitement." And now uh, here's you know. Uh, uh, you can attack people on ladders now, you know? That being said, it looks awesome. It does. Uh, it looks super great. I wish we knew a little bit more information about, like, how the game, like, what the game modes were. We don't know anything about that right We don't now. know. Yeah. Uh, did they, they didn't mention, like, online play at all. They didn't mention online play. They did show um, that, like, the eight-player match is still, is still a thing. Um, but beyond that, like, you know, nothing. We and like you said, I'm sure that as we get closer to release in December. Right, so December 7th. We were wrong. Pearl Harbor Day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that it was for sure going to come out in September with the Nintendo Switch Online service. But no, it's Nintendo's big, like, December game. Um, and so between now and December is a lot of time. Yeah, that's and true. And so I'm, I am sure we'll learn more about it uh, in the future. Yeah, I even sort of expected to at, at some point during the day today on like Treehouse Live to see uh, like other character announcements 
Um, I have, since I was at E3, not really been paying attention, but as far as we can tell right now, we don't have any information about new characters. But by the time you listen to this on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, that may have changed. Who knows? Um, all right, Mark, that's the Nintendo Direct. We were a little bit grumpy about it, but now we've also just talked about how much stuff there was in it for the last almost hour. So I think we're wrong, and we don't, we don't know how we feel about anything. That sounds about right. All right, let's close this out. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, if you want to see us perform a live show of this, what you just heard, but like live. It's like vaudeville. It is. And radio. (laughs) Mark and I will be doing a lot of old pratfalls. I'm bringing my cane and my uh, suit with tails. um, And we'll do some very funny uh, old, old We'll eat soup out of bowler hats. You won't believe what you see. Wednesday night at the Impro in Los Angeles. Uh, it's on Vermont. Uh, we don't know the address. <laughs> Google it. Google I mean, it. I don't have to tell you this. <laughs> 8.30, we're there with the Unranked Podcast. It's going to be a good show. $5 at the door. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. And hey, maybe shoot us an email. What did you think about Nintendo's E3? Were we a little too hard on it? Yeah, or uh, any thoughts on um, the E3 presentations. I think it was an interesting year for presentations. I would like to know what people thought generally. Yeah, try to convince me Death Stranding isn't so stupid. Try to convince Mark. Please try to convince Mark. And look, look, we know Resident Evil 2 is coming to PlayStation, and we are very excited about it. We are very excited about it, but this is a Nintendo show. We're only talking about Nintendo stuff here. You can send your thoughts to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And we'll, uh, you know, shoot you an email back or talk about it on the show or I don't know what. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on RetconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. If you like 8 Betty's music, you can get more of it by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers conceding that Death Stranding does look pretty dumb. Thanks for listening. Campfire.